Sweet. All right. So I'm here with uh, Natalie. Natalie, ¿cuál es tu apellido? Moreno. Moreno. Okay, Natalie. Uh, ¿Por qué no empiezas uh, con qué es lo que estás haciendo ahorita o qué es lo que haces? En inglés, en español. Uh, let's do it in English. All uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I am currently in production of my thesis film okay uh for my mfa in film mm -hmm. at the university of central arkansas okay. go bears uh yes yeah. go bears <laughs> shout out to the bears yeah um so yeah this is my 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 film it's called strawberry okay it's about this immigrant girl that has moved to the u.s with her mother okay to live with uh her mom's family mm-hmm Uh, her sister and, uh, you know, her husband and kids. Um, and this girl, her name's Marta. She's 17. She came to the U.S. when she okay. was 13 years old. So she's kind of still, like, adjusting to the culture, yeah, basically. Definitely. I feel like uh, it's something that's super common uh, for Latinos. Uh, you know, todos somos inmigrantes. So that, I guess that, that as soon as you get to the U.S., there's always a culture shock. Yeah. Uh, on all parts. What... Um, What inspired you to, is this based on somebody or is this just like uh, something that has an emotional connection to yourself? Or? Yeah, well, I, I guess a little bit of mm -hmm. both in a way, right? Okay. It's not my personal story. It's okay. like nobody's really own story. But um, when I got here, I came as an international student okay. uh, to UCA as an undergraduate mm -hmm. in 2015. Okay. So, you know, along my way, along, you know, throughout the years, I've made a lot of friendships Uh, a lot of them were uh, Hispanic, uh, second-generation uh, immigrants yeah. here. And they were just kind of telling me about, you know, their experience here mm -hmm. and how um, growing up here was kind of difficult to balance um, yeah. their identity as, uh, you know, Hispanic, as an American. Exactly. And I just kind of drew from that, you know, those stories that they would tell mm -hmm. me. Um, and then I, you know, I had to make my thesis project. I mm -hmm. always like adding a little bit of, um, you know, myself yeah, for sure. and my experiences with the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I was like, why not make a story about, you know, this mm -hmm. based here in Arkansas? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of me, uh, you know, as far as like myself growing up, uh, I guess I was one of the, like those, uh, first generation kids. Uh, so growing up did it was difficult because I didn't find a, a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, back in the day, I was like probably the only Mexican kid uh, going to school, you know, growing up. And nowadays I see like, you know, you go to a high school and there's like just so many more Hispanics. And sometimes I become a little envious of that. I'm like, I wish I had that. Like that experience. Yeah. 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 So you came here when you were 15, right? I came Or, here in 2015. 2015. Okay. I was, I guess, 18 at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was there like any other place to go or you wanted to come to Arkansas or what kind of drove you here? I'm, I'm curious to. Yeah. So know. back in Honduras, I mm -hmm. went to I bilingual school okay. and the goal of the school was to like send um, a majority of their students to study abroad. Yeah. More specifically in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So they had like a list of different schools that people mm -hmm. from my high school had gone to before yeah. and UCA was one of them. Yeah. I applied to like many schools everywhere, but this was like really the less expensive option. Mm -hmm. And they also gave me a scholarship. So yeah. I just kind of landed here. Yeah. Initially, I was going to do like mass communications. Mm -hmm. um, but then I took like a film appreciation class and I just kind of 
appreciate a film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just appreciate it way beyond. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I want to make it. That's totally awesome. Um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I've been following kind of what you guys have been doing um, on, on social media. And one of the things that I noticed is you guys are doing something like with the quinceanera on the film. Yes. Are you able to talk a little bit about that? Or is yeah, that a yeah, surprise? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, we have it like yeah. on our like log line okay. in there. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like the girl that comes to mm -hmm. the U.S., uh, she has a cousin mm -hmm. that's uh, three years younger than her. Yeah. And the story takes place on the day of her cousin's quinceanera. Okay. In uh, Marta, the main character, it's kind of like... This liaison between, you know, her cousin, which is like the younger generation yeah. and her like elders, which her mom mm -hmm. and her like aunt, like the, um, I guess, older generation, uh, just kind of like helping bridge this generational gap, mm -hmm. uh, helping um, her cousin, Adela, her name is Adela. Yeah. Um, and her struggles with like her identity and like this tradition that is like very um latin american yeah for sure so uh yeah. so did you ever have a quinceanera i actually didn't have no? one did you ever want one or um well here's the thing yeah. um like of course like in honduras like everybody always has one and yeah. uh when i when i was turning 15 that mm -hmm. year like literally my friends every weekend yeah. there was like another quinceanera yeah. so i kind of and i was involved with um like two of them like i was in like the quinceanera party i yeah. don't know if that's how you call it the, yeah i guess like the like part of like uh -huh, yeah. okay. um so i kind of felt like that was you know like mm -hmm. an experience that i had uh, but instead of having a party i just wanted to travel yeah so i went to europe with my grandparents and my mom that sounds like a better better option yeah uh, <laughs> i feel like everybody's always presented that that option you know as like because i as a photographer, like I primarily shoot a lot of quinceañeras. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that's that's literally what I do like nice. every weekend. Yeah. Um, and you know, they were like, uh, a lot of them that I talked to afterwards, they were like, "Dang, I should have took a trip." Uh, but some <laughs> of them really do enjoy it. You know, yeah. it's it's definitely something that, uh, you know, some people take a lot of pride in it because mm -hmm. it is very Latin American, uh, and I think it's it's a lot more common in. I know it's, com it's super common in Mexico, mm -hmm. not as much in South America, but you're, now you're telling me that in Honduras, it is, it is super yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody, yeah. like, all my friends, like I'm telling you, like, yeah. literally every weekend, my parents were like, you can't go to all of them. Like, yeah. you choose which one you want to go to. And I was like, well, yeah. I think I'll just go to all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that you went to, like, a bilingual school in Honduras. Yes. So you learned English in Honduras and mm -hmm. you came here. That's pretty awesome because, mm -hmm. you know, by talking to you, you know, you don't sound like, you know, tienes accento. You sound like you're you're from somebody from here. How was that process of like learning English? Uh, was it difficult for you or was it something that you just wanted to do and it just happened? Or Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, I there's a lot of like bilingual schools, I think, in yeah. like Central America. Mm -hmm. It's like just a popular thing yeah. oh i think um, it, yeah like latin america like everybody uh i guess has wants to know english because i guess yeah. they always want you know to come mm -hmm. to a country that you know speaks english so I yeah feel like it's a necessity sometimes for sure yeah so i you know my since i was three years old in mm -hmm. like nursery it would like my process of learning english yeah. started so i've kind of been like you know learning english and spanish kind of like mm -hmm. at the same time uh, but, you know, I also have siblings, like my older sister and mm -hmm. I have a younger brother. Uh, but their accent is like thicker than mine. Mm 
Um, so I don't know. I guess maybe it just depends on the person. I really I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I was born here and a lot of people uh, always mention my accent. They say sometimes it's country. I, I don't know. I don't oh, hear myself. But interesting. Uh, I guess I guess one of the things I notice it a lot is when I drink. Yeah. The, the more I drink, the country or my accent. Yeah. Gets. So it's just something um, I've never really had the struggle of, you know, not knowing English. So it's always intriguing to me uh, to find people uh, that have uh, had to go through the process of learning another language like English yeah. to be able to make it in a country like mm-hmm. this. Um, but going back to your film, uh, this, is this your first film or have you done it in the past? In, in the past? Um, this is my third film. Third film? Right? Yeah, I, I, you would say that, like directing and writing. It's my third one, yes. Okay, how was that first film? Like, do you feel like there has been a lot of progress since that first film to where you're at now? For sure, yeah. yes. What was, like, one of the hardest things that you struggled with in the beginning? Um, so my, my first, I guess, film that I, like, directed mm-hmm. was this story about this little Hispanic kid okay. in the U.S., uh, you know, he is eight, nine years old mm-hmm. and um, he goes to school like a regular kid mm-hmm. and his teacher assigns him a journal uh, to write like what they do at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, when the teacher is reading the assignment, mm-hmm. she finds out that this kid, uh, he lives in a brothel. OK. Um, so, of course, that's, you know, when you hear this story. It's definitely not a story that you think, um, you know, a brothel and like all this stuff require a lot. Right. Uh, So it was definitely it was like difficult, you know, finding a school, finding uh, casting was probably the most difficult thing. Finding a kid that who's willing to whose parents exactly like are willing to like uh, let him do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we did it, you know, Um, it was like super, super low budget. Yeah. I was a very, um, not very experienced at directing. Yeah. Uh, so there were like a lot of things that, you know, probably could have been better. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still, you know, I'm still proud of it. Yeah. Uh, and now like doing this one, you know, I have that experience and I did another one also last year. Uh, but this is definitely the biggest, yeah. uh, script that I've done, you know, like okay. in a lot of, there's a scene mm-hmm. where there's like five characters in the same scene and, yeah. Uh, just you know directing every performance individually was very like difficult but also like a a challenge that makes you grow I think as a creator as a director for sure uh, so there's definitely been a lot of growth in the past is there uh, any particular movie or like director that you take inspiration on uh, if so who, who is that uh, I feel like there's a lot yeah. uh, I would say like Lucrecia Martel is definitely one of them uh, she's an Argentine filmmaker okay. Uh, also Greta Gerwig um, she did Lady Bird and okay. Little Women uh, but I also like uh, Alfonso Cuaron uh, you know with like his movie Roma was mm-hmm. uh, something that I really looked at when I was doing yeah. this um, I feel like those are the the ones I can think of right now yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah so your your films I feel like there are uh I haven't seen the, the the first two or this one, but uh, judging on what you're what you're telling me, they 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 kind of are a little bit heartwarming towards the end. You know, like obviously, you know, uh, you have your main characters that go through, uh, you know, these these struggles, uh, and at the end, you know, I'm assuming that they get 
rewarded or there's some kind of uh, good outcome. Um, what tell us a little about your second film? Is it what's what's that about? Well, my second film was kind of this little project mm-hmm. I came up with uh, for school mm-hmm. since you know uh, last year was my second year of my MFA. Um, so the the project uh, the film is about it's kind of like a modern retelling of the myth of Persephone and Demeter, okay. the Greek goddesses. Yeah. Uh, and it's like this, um, you know, young Demeter, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like dealing with like the loss of her child. And uh, through this multiple phone calls of, uh, you know, concerned friends, mm-hmm. like even parents. Um, and while these phone calls are happening, she's kind of trying to make this ritual uh, acquire like all these materials to make a ritual to bring her daughter back from yeah. the underworld. So it's very, mm-hmm. I guess it's very like poetic and ethereal. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of um, dialogue. There's mainly only like one character in the screen. Uh, we were also filming uh, a little bit during COVID. So yeah. the minimal crew, minimal cast was also something that we were looking into yeah. when I was making this. Um, but yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, so after this film, what do you think is next for you? Uh, obviously, I think you're you're on, you're almost going to graduate right after this film, or yes, yeah? So yeah. what's next for you? Uh, yeah, so I'm graduating in May, okay. uh, and then you know, as an international student, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to apply for this thing called OPT. It's optional practical training. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a work visa for a year, basically. Okay. Uh, and then just look for jobs in the media. Yeah. Uh, in the you know the same platform like filmmaking um i guess visual storytelling mm-hmm. the media uh probably you know starting here in arkansas yeah. uh, and then the film you know we're planning to submit it to multiple festivals um yeah. like hispanic film festivals latino film festivals in the u.s yeah. but also in latin america okay so, that's pretty mm-hmm. awesome uh, earlier you mentioned that you originally wanted uh or your degree was mass communications right what made you want to do that was that like something that you like about like news reporting or yeah I guess I just always liked journalism Mm -hmm. uh, and just um, you know the telling of stories Um, I was a fan of like documentary and journalism uh, just because I like telling stories that are real stories that are truth yeah uh, that make us like connect right Mm -hmm. um but then I realized, you know, that I, you know, even though the film also has to do with like mass communications, that I wanted to lean more into like the creative side of things. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. How do you, uh, it's always intriguing to me, you know, how, you know, somebody comes up with like scripts or like writing and everything. Cause for me, uh, some people say I have really good writing skills, but in reality, it, it takes, it takes a long time for me. Does yeah. it take a long time for you or is, do you have like a certain process or, what is your talk to us a little bit about like the writing process process? oh my god i don't Mm -hmm. even know if i even like like (laughs) i have a writing process (laughs) where do you draw inspiration from or just kind of gather all your ideas and kind of just see what come see what works better um i guess you know like maybe not every day but like when an idea for a script or a story inspires me i just write it on my phone okay then i have like a list of like Mm -hmm. stories that i can kind of look back into Mm -hmm. um but i also draw inspiration from like true stories like i was telling you about my friends yeah uh and then you know my first film 
Uh, the one about the little kid in the brothel is actually mm-hmm. based on a story that my grandma told me. Okay. Uh, she was a teacher when she was younger, a first grade teacher. Mm-hmm. And one of her kids was just like sleeping in her class all the time. And then mm-hmm. she was like, hey, what's wrong? And the little kid, you know, in his innocence just told her that. And I was like, oh, what if I like take this story and just yeah. kind of I just wanted to explore what this kid was feeling yeah. and how, you know. Uh, so I guess, you know drawing stuff from like real things that are happening but still adding a little bit of like my own um like writing and stuff going yeah into it. yeah i feel like uh, kind of like looking at films uh, made in latin america uh they always have a lot more uh i don't want to use the word gruesome but just more um hard to see scenes yeah. You know, kind of like you were mentioning the kid, you know, him living in a brothel uh, here in America. I mean, I mean, you probably see it, but you don't see it like as portrayed like in, in the movies and mm-hmm. uh, all of that. When, you know, living in Latin America, it's just another day. You know, it, it's, it happens a lot. Um, what would, would you say is like the big difference between like living in Honduras and living here? Is there like any like culture shock for yourself? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you Mm -hmm. know, like I think there was a time period where I didn't go back to Honduras for like almost a year. Mm -hmm. And then when I got back, it was a reverse cultural shock for me. I was like and it was it was during the pandemic as well that I went back because my sister got Mm -hmm. married. Um, And it was just, you know, you saw like all the effects that the pandemic had. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then before, you know, before all that, you see a lot of. um. I guess the other, like, situations that are happening in the country, right? Like, you know, I don't want to talk bad about my own country. But, you know, there's a lot of, like, political corruption and violence. It's it's everywhere in, um, in, in, you know, Mexico, Central America, Mm -hmm. even South America. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, And, you know, I I, I served in in the Marine Corps. Oh, really? uh, wow. during my early days and my first deployment was actually uh, El Salvador oh really uh, and a lot of people don't know that but you know I was like yeah you know there's a lot of uh, things that you know the US is is doing over there trying to fix a lot of things because you know all, those countries you know they there's a lot of corruption yeah um, but yeah it's it's very different I feel like here in the US we have a lot of commodities that we don't have mm-hmm. Uh, in Mexico to where like whenever I go visit Mexico um, yeah I can live there for a week or two but then after that I'm like I want to go back to America I want my uh, AC I want my car back you know all <laughs> yeah <those things>. um, <laughs> so given how did you, you you said you applied to come to the US right mm-hmm. yeah was that a hard process or was that a pretty easy process I mean I guess you know I I'm a privileged person mm-hmm. from Latin America that okay. had, you know, the monetary yeah. uh, need, you know, means to, to do that. Yeah. exactly, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of people that can say that. Yeah. I, you know, grew up coming to the U.S. with a tourist visa. Yeah. So, you know, I traveled a lot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have family in Texas and I have family in Miami. So okay. we would like visit them when I was little. Um, so it was still, you know, intimidating to apply for a student visa. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of paperwork, you know, you have to go through an interview process, Mm -hmm. you have to pay all these fees. Um, 
so you came here alone just by yourself, right? No, no family. Well, to- yeah, I guess I came with one of my friends that came also from the same school. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky to have someone with me. Yeah. Uh, and our moms came with us to drop us off. But I mean, they left after that. Um, so it was it was still, you know, a hard process. Mm-hmm. Um, still a little intimidating, you know, yeah. when you I don't know if. You go to the U.S. Embassy in yeah. one of these countries and everyone's just very, like, straight-faced, yeah. very uptight, um, yeah. uptight yeah. very unfriendly, unwelcoming, yeah. basically. No. Yeah, I know. So it's very, it's very intimidating, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and that was the first time that I had to go through, like, the whole interview process by myself. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, very... Um, like I was very anxious going through it all right because I was by myself and I had to go through all these interviews uh like what are you going to be doing in the U.S. and all these things Mm -hmm. um so you know it was it was hard um but I luckily I was approved to come here with my student visa so yeah pretty awesome uh so I know like for a fact that um producing a movie or just kind of doing anything creative requires a lot of funds has that been a a big challenge to make your films happen or yeah for sure um i you know as an international student it's like you can't really have a job outside of the school that Mm -hmm. you're at you it requires like special permission yeah Uh, so i can't work at target for example or at the dollar store Mm -hmm. or at the ice cream shop right to like save money or anything um and then the the money that i have you know i use toward my schooling so being a student and trying to make a film um you know you go through um gofundme or like Mm -hmm. indiegogo Uh, in this case we use scene and spark and our budget you know our goal was like ten thousand dollars and we were able to collect um around six thousand seven thousand like like six like six thousand uh and then the rest was like donations that we got yeah. uh so uh that was difficult uh but i'd say you know the most difficult part of making a movie about hispanics mm-hmm. in arkansas other than the money right it was casting casting yeah that's actually my next question like yeah. what was your casting process like how did, how did you find the people that you needed for this yeah, it was it was very hard. You know, initially I wanted at least, you know, our main character mm-hmm. and her mom to have the Central American accent, mm-hmm. right? Speak in voz instead of tu. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, in Honduras and El Salvador, that's kind of how we talk. Um, but in Guatemala and Nicaragua, I think it's tu. Yeah. Um, so, you know, initially that's what I wanted and I got... Um, our main character she's actually from El Salvador Uh, so we got her but her mom was probably the hardest to cast you know and then I was like you know let's throw away this uh, idea of like the accent I just need a Hispanic person Mm -hmm. to be in it and we ended up you know casting like two weeks I think before right yeah two weeks before we we filmed yeah so that was you know uh, we also put uh, we used backstage. We posted our casting call there. We posted our casting call on our social media. We tried emailing like organizations here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, our other producer. He lives in Northwest Arkansas, okay. and he would go to like you know Hispanic businesses to be like, hey, are, is anybody interested in acting? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we ended up getting a lot of uh, teenage girls who wanted to be the quinceañera girl. Yeah. Which, you know, that was like, that was great because we got a lot to choose from there. Yeah. Uh, but the roles that were, um, I guess, older, middle-aged people were a little mm -hmm. harder to hire. Oh, yeah. I know your pain. Um, usually, I, I like, whenever I have to do, like, a page shoot for, like, a company or something, mm -hmm. um, I usually put, like, I need a model for this day and... You know, the, the younger models is really easy to find. Uh, but then, you know, when I need somebody like middle aged, you know, that's that's a process. Like I have to go yeah. through them, mm -hmm. uh, trying to find the, the right person that can fit uh, the look uh, or in this case, you know, fit the character that you're trying to portray. Um, so you did eventually find her, right? Yeah, we yeah. did. She is Puerto Rican, but okay. it worked anyway. <laughs> yeah, it works. Do you think if you wouldn't have found the correct person, would it have... Would, would this film have worked or probably yeah. i don't know i don't know that's a difficult yeah. question yeah. um i mean you can't help but think of like scenarios where mm -hmm. it wouldn't have worked right like yeah. we're still not done with the movie yeah. we're still in the editing process but we filmed the majority of it okay. um but i think you know it it all the parts need to just fall into place mm -hmm. for a movie to like really work yeah um if we would have cast it like, you know, a person from a different ethnicity, mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't have been the same story. But, you know, we could have tried to make it work yeah. in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many how many days did you guys uh, spend shooting? Uh, let's see. We had three, four, I guess four days. And mm -hmm. we still have like one small little scene that we need to film. So. Mm -hmm. And editing? Who does the editing? Is that you guys or...? Well, we have an editor. Yeah, okay, but yes. <laughs> easier. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky not to find, you know, one of our, uh, my friends that came went to undergrad with me mm -hmm. and my producer. Um, he's a great editor. He works yeah. in, like, you know, media stuff here in yeah. Little Rock. So as a director, are you, like, very familiar with, like, um, the, the, the functionalities of cameras or just, like, strictly, like, story writing and everything? Yeah. Um, I guess a little bit, you know, when yeah. you were in school, uh, there's electives when where that you can choose. Mm -hmm. uh, UCA, we had like the opportunity to, you know, not only focus on what you want, mm -hmm. but you can learn from other things. So I took a cinematography class, for yeah. example, and I was able to um, learn how to properly use a camera, mm -hmm. expose things. Uh, I also am, you know, like a hobby photographer on the side yeah, okay. sometimes. Um, but, you know, the cameras we use are like a little more advanced. They're mm -hmm. just like a, a, you know, they're film cameras, yeah. not really photography cameras. But, you know, essentially the basic stuff is always the same. Yeah, right. So. Sure. Uh, so you do photography like as a hobby. Is there certain things you like to do in particular? Like just shoot photos of your friends, uh, landscapes? I I don't know. I guess a little bit of everything. Yeah. I uh, and then especially like when I travel, I think mm -hmm. is where I just like documenting wherever I go. Like if I go to like a festival, for example, yeah. um, you know, if someone's over there playing the drums or mm -hmm. like a per like little kids with like bubbles or yeah, uh, sometimes just buildings. Uh, de it depends. I feel yeah. I feel like, uh, but I also take a lot of like graduation pictures for like my friends yeah. or like just people that i know mm -hmm. uh sort of po portraits for sure um so i guess it you know it depends on like 
where I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know what uh, a day of you as a director is like. Are you are you like chilled, laid back? Are you like firm? Are you what what's which personality like? Like when we're on set. Yeah. When you're oh on set. Oh my god. I feel like <laughs> I feel like when people are on set, like their 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 mood changes completely, or at least like mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I turned that switch on, and people are like well this guy's a little intense Uh, (laughs) for like uh you know people that work with me like santiago he's Mm -hmm. uh totally different guy on set you know like um so what's your personality like well i'm already an anxious person you Mm -hmm. know um i i don't know like i i try to be calm i try to Mm -hmm. you know do as much as i can um try to understand that you know like people are doing their own work i don't mm-hmm. need to like micromanage yeah um everything i don't know i, I guess i don't know how to, like i haven't, I haven't seen myself you gotta ask like producer then. yeah i guess i, I would need to ask <laughs> yeah. my producer yeah we'll, we'll ask him that question <laughs> okay. um so uh, aside from directing you said you produced some stuff yes I'm, I don't really know what a producer does, so do you mind telling me a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So a producer is basically, like, the manager, essentially, okay. of, like, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you deal with uh, organizing everything beforehand and a little bit after uh, just for, like, things to fall into place, right? So, like, you need to location scout, mm-hmm. find crew, help find casting, especially with, like, smaller productions, Um you know, you kind of have to get your hands on everything as a producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, organize uh, the meals, organize what time, you know, like a schedule when we're getting to this location, yeah. uh, deal with like scheduling conflicts with like other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you're on set, you kind of work like as a production manager to um, help, I guess, um sees the fires that are like you know yeah. the, the metaphorical fires <laughs> that might happen right yeah, for sure. so it's basically just like managing the whole thing making sure everything the logistics yeah yes yes i bet that's a headache yeah yeah it's a lot you prefer being a director or a producer uh, well i don't know i used to think that i wanted to produce more mm-hmm. um but now i don't know i feel like i like both things yeah. equally um I don't know. I'm I'm more like an like an organized person. I like mm-hmm. organizing things. So maybe I'm leaning more toward producing okay. uh, in that sense. Is there because I other, haven't yeah. really directed is as there much other, before? Is there any other roles that you have uh, played in like the whole movie making process? Yeah, I've basically done a little bit of everything. I've mm-hmm. even like direct like been the cinematographer for like a small short before. Yeah, I've assistant directed. Mm-hmm. have a uh, script supervised i really like doing that because it's kind of like checking for a, a little fly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, script supervising it's basically checking for like continuity mm-hmm. uh in every uh scene and every shot yeah. uh, and i i think i'm i like paying attention to details so i like enjoy doing that yeah. a lot um yeah cool so um i know that or at least i i actually i don't know but do you think the community, like, for Latin artists, especially those who are, like, in the film industry, is that, like, super low or is there, like, a lot of people doing it? Because I, I don't know any besides you, too. 
right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you mean like here in Arkansas? Yeah, here in Arkansas. And has that been a struggle for you guys or no? I mean, I guess it's not, uh, I guess, a very popular or maybe like we don't see a lot of Hispanics mm -hmm. doing, you know, all these kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of uh, people from our program that, you know, have been out there but I don't know if they uh, are still doing it. Um, so I guess there's not a big number. Mm -hmm. You know, now, now you mentioned it and I'm like yeah. trying to think. Uh, but I feel like there should be, right? Because there's a lot of stories to tell from here. I'm not, I'm not even from Arkansas. Yeah. Well, um, I am. I can tell you that there's, there's, not yeah, a lot yeah, of, yeah. there's not a lot of people, uh, you know, that have like the same um, uh, goals or, or aspirations or mm -hmm. even like in this industry, you know, like I think... Uh, as like uh, a Kinsa photographer, I think there's like maybe two other, three other people doing like Kinsas and weddings in the Latin community. And it's yeah. just, you know, we're a community that's so rich and like partying, uh, you know, we celebrate every other thing. Yes. Uh, you know, just this past weekend we had a bautizo and we threw a party for a bautizo. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, for me, I don't think it's been a struggle, but it's been more like a, fly won't go away um like a like a blessing because i'm like one of the only people that is in the industry i guess so yeah um but then again i also get criticized with like oh you have a really easy job um all you do is you know point a camera and shoot uh, and i feel like that's a lot of like latin american like the mindset culture, the yeah. mindset they're like if you don't get your hands dirty if you don't go out there and like you know bust your ass for 12 hours it's really not work uh, has that ever happened to you, like, criticism from other people um, for, like, what you're doing or, like, what not, you're pursuing? Not really, no? you know? Like, my, like all my family back home and here is just very supportive uh, toward what I'm doing. And they're yeah. like, oh, you know, I wish that I would have, maybe not, you know, I, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, like my, my children or this person would have, you know, done something as creative yeah. or like would have dared to do what you do. Yeah. So I personally haven't, but you know, I guess you have, which is very, very yeah, I guess. different. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you were a kid, did you ever see, or see yourself, uh, you know, going into this field? Not really. No. I don't, I yeah. didn't even know what I wanted to be when I was little, you know, yeah. I was always yeah. like super doubtful. Kind of uh, flow. Yeah. That's pretty Basically. Cool. Yeah. Um, how do your parents feel about this whole journey that you're taking about, uh, you know, pursuing the, the art, the film industry? Art? Um, I guess, you know, they're excited. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they, like, fully understand mm -hmm. what I'm doing, but they're always like, you know, if I tell them, like, oh, I'm shooting this weekend, they're like, oh, good luck. Yeah. You know, my mom's like, oh, blessings. I hope, you know, everything turns out well. Yeah. Um, so they're very supportive, but they don't like really understand. Right. Because they've never had that experience themselves. Yeah. Like my mom's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. My dad's like an economist and he also teaches at the university back home. Yeah. So it's just like super, super different. I feel like parents always fear uh, when their children pursue the arts because there's always a stereotype like, you know, there's no money in the arts. It's like, why are you pursuing that? And uh, I feel like a lot of Latino parents are like that. Um, yeah. So it's if, if they're really like supportive of you, that's that's really awesome. Uh, yeah. For you to do that. When I was growing up, or when I was like, 
pursuing this, you know, a lot of, there was a lot of doubt and Mm -hmm. I knew it was Mm -hmm. in the back of my parents' head. Um, but I'm glad to say that, you know, I'm at the point where I'm at. You're here. Yeah, I'm here. here (laughs) That's great. Podcast with you two beautiful people and, uh, we'll get you soon on, on the podcast. (laughs) Um, so, um, he, he had mentioned to me that you guys met like, uh, doing a, uh, remind me again, what, our, our, our first yeah. film yeah first it's film. called mario's journal okay yes so yeah, it was cool. our capstone project mm-hmm. when we were an undergrad in capstone, uca yeah. capstone it means like your final project okay. like your yeah. thesis project yeah, yeah. as an undergraduate mm-hmm. uh student basically and we were in the same class mm-hmm. uh and he you know the, the way it works it's kind of like everybody make everybody writes a script mm-hmm. and then we, we vote on the five scripts that we're going to do in the class and then everybody else that doesn't get their script chosen to direct has to be a crew member, like a cinematographer, a producer, a production designer. Uh, like, that's kind of how it worked. And, like, my script got chosen in the class, and he his didn't. So okay. he was like, I guess I'll produce your movie. So you got the bragging rights. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he also, you know, like, he, he made the script that he um, pitched to the class and he mm-hmm. wrote for the class. We made it right after we graduated yeah so it still got made it, it it's um and it actually and I, he can tell you a little bit more mm-hmm. about it but he actually got in a festival in puerto rico okay. and he's going to puerto rico uh in the co- next couple of weeks so oh, you know yeah. we both got kind of like and i produced that one mm-hmm. so we kind of like switch roles back and forth yeah mm-hmm. um since you uh you know you're 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 almost at the end of your journey with uh school and this project uh, you know, I feel like uh, the art scene, the creative scene, or even like the movie making scene has become more mainstream nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be a good piece of advice for like the younger generation? Uh, because I know as an artist, there's a lot of like hardships during the whole process that, you know, sometimes want to make you like, dang, is this even worth it? Yeah. Uh, did you ever feel like that? And if you did, like what would be a good piece piece of advice to those upcoming filmmakers, artists, what have you? Um, I guess, you know, it's, it's, I still kind of feel like that sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, is this even going to be good? Yeah. Like, am I even doing my best? Are people yeah. going to like this story? Uh, am I, are you a good director? You know, there's always all this kind of doubts that just come into play when you're creating something and yeah. when you're an artist, right? Uh, being a perfectionist also doesn't help yeah. that much. Uh, but I would say, you know, just it's so easy nowadays to just start doing these things because mm-hmm. we have, you know, our phones have cameras. Yeah. And even though, you know, they're not, you know, the best. Yeah. They're still pretty good. You got to start somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. And you can just, you know, go out there, write your own little story mm-hmm. and just go out there and do it with your friends exactly. or your family or whoever. Right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people put excuses to not start you know um we 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 kind of we're blessed to be at where we're at, where we're at today but mm-hmm. we always made it work you know we started with like a canon rebel and like these little mics that you hook up to the camera and yeah they're they're not the best but you know it's 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 starting is is the is the main key and mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. are afraid to start yeah uh, just because they're afraid of the criticism uh, they don't want to th- fail yeah, their right? own self-doubt like, mm-hmm. uh but you know it, and it's and it's 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 now that you mention it you know a lot of people are are fa- afraid of failure 
but a lot of the people who you know make it and are successful you know they they've been through so many failures um, for sure you know even myself like i've had to fail multiple times um or you know maybe even you like when writing you're like man this doesn't make any sense i'm mm-hmm. just gonna mm-hmm. start over um yeah. yeah so it's 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 a process that is very um it's very destructive for yourself because you like feel like your work is never good enough yeah for sure. Yeah. So even when it's done and even when you get that praise, right? I yeah. feel like you're your um worst critic. Yeah. Once you accomplish that, you're like, damn, what's next? Like where where do I move on from now? How can I how can how, I raise that yeah, bar? How can or, I make it better? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to see your film. When do you think it'll be released or is it gonna be till um May or when? Yeah, it'll probably be until next spring. Okay. Because we have a um showcase of mm-hmm. all the grad student films okay and right now there's like five four or five that are being produced uh right now yeah as we speak i think okay nice <laughs> uh, so you know around may no 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 march or april march or april. it'll be when they'll it'll we'll have a free screening mm-hmm. at uca that you know people can come to if they want heck yeah um Let's see. What else can we talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I think we hit all the topics um, that I was interested in, um, you know, knowing about you and your film. Um, Is there anything that you would like to share with, uh, you know, your viewers? um, uh, Like, take this as a as a moment to, like, um, say what you feel about your film and what you expect your viewers to 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 feel as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Let me think a little bit. Yeah. And um, uh, I think, you know, kind of like when I take a photo, I the caption that I put, um, you know, when I started doing photography, I started in the in, in the military doing photos and every photo we take, we're obligated to write a caption. With yeah. It. Uh, so I think that's why I became really good at writing captions. But, you know, fast forward to today. Um, I feel like a caption is super necessary because not a lot of people are able to understand what you're trying to show with your photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case with your film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like nowadays, you know, we live in a world where everybody watches a movie, but at the same time they're on their phones. They're not really paying attention to the film, which kind of makes me mad a little bit. I'm like, Hey, you know, can you get off your Listen. phone and appreciate this yep. film yep. Uh, for a little bit? Uh, cause you're going to miss this part. And if you don't see this part, you're not going to understand the next part. Um, so what, what do you, what, what are the emotions that you're trying to get out of your viewers? Yeah. You know, I think this movie is kind of like a love letter to me. Okay. I mean, not to me from me to like my friends here, mm-hmm. um, that have grown up here, like yeah. not only Hispanic immigrants, but just like immigrants in general. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm just trying to like generate this conversations within the families of, um, you know, how they can bridge these generational gaps um, that exist, not only because of, you know, the generation, but like the cultural mm-hmm. uh, translation in like the embracing of traditions and like identity, uh, how to like find yourself in this, um, in another country that's not, you know, your family's mm-hmm. country. It's, um, but it's kind of like, 
you're making it your own. You were born here. I don't know. There's a lot of like different conversations that I hope that are generated after people uh, watch this movie. Mm-hmm. A better understanding of like both perspectives yeah. and then like the median person that's kind of like trying uh, for this uh, familial conflicts, I guess, yeah. to work out. Okay. Um, that's yeah. pretty awesome. So... I'm assuming since you say there, there's it's very dialogue heavy than your your film, right? Yes. Yeah, and you came up with all the dialogue, or do you have help? Or um, I mean, I wrote yeah. everything uh, myself, but you know, there's always like proofreading, and then yeah. when we're in the moment with our um, with our actors, uh, sometimes there's like room for for improvisation. You know, yeah. sometimes they bring something to the character or like yeah. a line of dialogue or like a personal personalize a line mm-hmm. in there that feels more like themselves and helps mm-hmm. them connect with the character. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Uh, well, I think we're coming close to the wrapping point of this thing. My last question to you is, is there any film, you know, uh, that you're inter- interested in, like in the future this year that's coming out? Like that I want to watch? Yeah. Oh Anything my God. Off the top of your head. When do I want to watch? <laughs> I, I guess. I think that just came out, didn't it? It did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what movies are out there right now. Mm, I don't know. What movies are coming out? The Avatar is coming out. I'm really intrigued to see this movie called Smile. I don't know if you've seen the previews for it. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know why. I'm like a really big uh, horror fan. Gotcha. Um, I just like... like I don't scare easily, so I'm like always looking yeah. for a challenge. I'm like, I want to see if this this movie is actually going to scare see. me. Yeah, so that's funny. I, I'm still wanting to watch. It. I might go watch it tonight. I don't mm-hmm. know, uh, but that's one, and also uh, the Black Panther one. Just oh yeah, they're yeah. Incorporating all of this, like uh, you know, Mexican actors, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Mexican traditions. For sure. So I'm excited for the see what they do with the culture of it. But yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I hadn't thought about that. I guess yeah. I do want to watch that one. And also, yeah. um, I just thought of one, uh, Babylon from okay. Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one seems pretty pretty is, interesting. Is, is that one is that one out already or is it coming out? I thought it was. Right, it's coming out. It's coming out, right? Yeah. All right, well. Yeah, I yeah. love that director, so. Yeah, who's directing it? It's Damien Chazelle. Oh, yeah, The director of it, yeah. La La Land yeah. and Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, for thanks for coming. having me. And uh, we'll look forward to... Daniel, next time. All right. (laughs) Thank you.